Hello, my name is Bidem Yologunde and you're listening to episode 143 of the Bid Picture Podcast. Today on this show, um, I'll be discussing the increasing demand for online health services and stimulants, which started trending upwards sometime in 2019, and how some startup companies have been spending millions of dollars on social media to advertise and make it easier to obtain prescription drugs that treat mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, insomnia, and ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Not surprisingly, many patients use those online services to get prescription drugs after claiming that TikTok ads convinced them that they had ADHD. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so digital health startups that provide diagnoses and medications online for ADHD are following a similar Silicon Valley playbook. So basically, they are using software and the internet to remove the friction surrounding a service that is in high demand. So instead of hailing a ride or buying groceries from the comfort of your home, this time it is buying prescription drugs. Two of the most prominent new providers of these services for ADHD patients are Cerebral and Don Health, D-O-N-E. So both of them now treat tens of thousands of patients online and as well-known supporters from venture capital and sports industry. So how these companies manage that demand has been the source of tension among workers trying to keep up with them. Current and former employees said they felt Cerebral and Dawn applied pressure on clinicians to prescribe stimulants. Some said the company's initial 30-minute video evaluations were often insufficient to diagnose ADHD. Cerebral and Don said that they don't prescribe stimulants and they provide essential service in the U.S. where demand for mental health treatment far outstrips supply. Cerebral said its clinicians can schedule an unlimited number of appointments. Don said systems and software help complete its initial consultations within 30 minutes. So psychiatrists lauded the company's goal of expanding access to mental health services and they said stimulants are beneficial to people that are appropriately diagnosed. Adderall and other stimulants can help ADHD patients improve their attention and focus by increasing certain chemicals such as dopamine in the brain. Still, the drugs can also produce euphoria and they can be used to get high and lead to dependence. Psychiatrists warned that some patients who should not have access to the medications could get them if examinations are not thorough and properly done. The federal government classifies these drugs as Schedule II controlled substances because they carry a high risk of abuse. Other Schedule II substances include cocaine, oxycontin, and vicodine. So Cerebral and Dawn said their clinicians follow evidence-based guidelines for treatment and use questionnaires and self-reported medical histories that make it possible for clinicians to treat their needs in shorter video visits. Dawn said its providers use their clinical judgment to decide whether to prescribe stimulants to patients. The company noted that it has a 20-person team dedicated to monitoring risk. In addition, providers are educated to properly assess, diagnose, and then provide treatment according to evidence-based practice and standards of care. 
Cerebral said half of its patients who approach the company with concerns about having ADHD are ultimately diagnosed with the disorder. In addition, a single-digit percentage of their patients have been prescribed a controlled substance to treat ADHD. Cerebral has a board that advises on clinical decisions and the company said it is not incentivized to give any specific diagnosis. And in addition, it says it simply wants to make the proper diagnosis and develop the right treatment plan for the safety and quality of care for each patient. So it's unclear how long telehealth providers will be able to prescribe stimulants to new patients without at least one in-person visit, which they are typically prohibited from doing. The U.S. relaxed those rules in March 2020 for all Schedule II substances because the pandemic presented a public health emergency. If the federal government decides that the emergency is over, the loosening of those rules would be reversed. So the rise of cerebral and dawn coincides with increasing demand for online health services and stimulants such as Adderall. As a result, prescriptions of the medication dispensed in the U.S. jumped to 41.4 million last year, 2021, up 10.4% from 2020, according to IQVA Holdings, IQVA, which is a data and research services provider for the pharmaceutical industry. So both Don and Cerebral were founded just before the pandemic began in 2019. Cerebral initially treated depression, anxiety, and insomnia before taking on more complex mental health issues like bipolar disorder and ADHD last year. Cerebral said its founder and CEO, Carl Robertson, did not have a medical background, but still, his vision for the company came from his own struggles with depression and anxiety and a desire to eliminate barriers to high-quality mental health care. Cerebral raised nearly $500 million of venture capital from investors, including SoftBank Group and Silver Lake, and then signed up superstar U.S. gymnast Simone Biles as a spokeswoman. According to people familiar with the figure, its annualized sales are already over $150 million. Cerebral also assembled a board of prominent medical figures who can offer advice on clinical decisions, and that includes the former director of the National Institute of Mental Health, Dr. Tom Insel. Don focuses on ADHD treatments. Its founder was a former Facebook product designer, Rustia He. According to Ms. He's LinkedIn profile, a previous startup made a smartphone app that allowed users to track their music streaming. Don's investors include the venture firms of former Zenefits Incorporated executive David Sachs and Hall of Fame football quarterback Joe Montana. According to people familiar with the figure, Cerebral spends millions of dollars a month for online ads on TikTok, Instagram, and Google. The social media ad said ADHD can be associated with symptoms such as overthinking and losing track of time in the case of Don or mood swings and stress in the case of Cerebral. For example, Cerebral's Instagram ads sometimes end with a shot of a pill bottle arriving in a package. Cerebral and Don make money by charging patients on medication a monthly fee. Prescriptions for controlled substances such as Adderall are typically renewed monthly, so patients who want to continue their prescription must pay the recurring monthly fee. A critical decision for both companies was how long initial patient appointments should be. 
one former employee who participated in planning one former employee who participated in planning discussion surrounding ADHD diagnosis at Cerebral said other employees suggested the appointments be increased to 45 minutes from the company's typical 30-minute evaluations. This employee said the suggestion was rejected due to higher costs and disruptions to the company's scheduling protocol. The company said nurse practitioners could have more time beyond the 30-minute meeting if needed. In a statement, the company said it actively encourages clinicians not to rush a diagnosis. So according to physicians specializing in ADHD treatment, a 30-minute visit is much shorter than a typical diagnosis conducted in traditional psychiatric settings. Those appointments can take hours and involve detailed interviews and questionnaires. Dr. Mark Stein, the director of the ADHD and Related Disorders Program at Seattle Children's Hospital, said that in 30 minutes, you could just barely hear what their main concern is, let alone get a history of all these other things. Cerebral's chief medical officer, Dr. David Moe, said he couldn't confirm or deny any discussion of 45-minute appointments. Still, he said the company encourages nurse practitioners to schedule additional appointments to reach a diagnosis if they feel that is necessary. In addition, Dr. Moore recently sent a message to cerebral clinicians that said the company is reviewing its protocols and training for prescribing ADHD, encouraging clinicians to use available resources for added consultation and adding surveys and other steps to improve the process. Don also settled on an initial visit of approximately 30 minutes. Another digital health company that competes with Cerebral and Don also decided to do 30-minute visits, while other competitors went with longer appointments. Don said systems and software help complete initial consultations within 30 minutes. The company said that while they would love to spend as much time with their patients, they are committed to helping as many patients as possible. Former Dawn workers said prescribing stimulants to patients was strongly encouraged. One of those people said such encouragement came in a, quote, best practices for Dawn platform use, unquote, document provided to clinicians back in 2020. The document said that before nurse practitioners deny a patient, they should email the company so that clinical leadership could review the case. The document also noted that even in cases where patients did not meet the criteria for a psychiatric diagnosis, it still might be worth doing a medication trial. However, Don said it does not provide a list of best practices to nurses and that it does not have any documents prompting a provider to recommend trials using Adderall for patients who don't meet specific criteria for ADHD. So a separate monthly risk mitigation report that Don's then chief medical officer, Jairam Brindala, said he wrote stated that, quote, multiple Don providers have specifically expressed a perception of pressure to diagnose ADHD and prescribe stimulants, end of quote. The document also noted that, quote, thousands of patients have been transferred to new providers one time, two times, three times or more, and that the company has encouraged stimulant refills for such patients without timely video follow-ups. In addition, it named four clinicians who quit over the practice of refilling prescriptions without video follow-ups. 
So Don said providers used their clinical judgments to decide whether to prescribe stimulants to patients. It also said, quote, it did not and does not currently produce a monthly risk mitigation report and that an outside consultant submitted a proposal that included monthly reports on risk mitigation that the company found to be irrelevant. The company said it no longer works there and Dr. Brindella said he left in June. So one employee named in the risk mitigation document was Dr. Shahara Stanfield, a nurse practitioner in Tampa, Florida, with a doctorate degree in nursing practice. The report said she felt pressure to diagnose ADHD and prescribe stimulants. She said she started working at Dawn in late 2020 but quit after a few months. She grew concerned when the company asked her to provide medication renewals to existing patients without seeing them in person first. So when she declined to prescribe stimulants to new patients or those she hadn't met with on a video call, she said she would often get calls from Dunn employees asking her to explain why. In response to questions about complaints made by Dr. Stanfield, Dunn said that it is, quote, proud of the work we do to enable providers to serve their patients. We have a large and growing network of providers who choose to work with our platform and we look forward to building on these successful relationships, end quote. Other employees said they are satisfied with the work they do at Dunn. Terry Squires, who is a nurse practitioner based in Colorado, who has worked for Dawn for two years, said she was surprised that most of the approximately 680 patients she sees really do suffer from ADHD, which she attributed to the accuracy of Dawn's advertising algorithms. She said those patients tell her it's been life-changing for them. Yina Cruz-Harris, another nurse practitioner at Dawn who has a doctorate in nursing practice, said that she manages about 2,300 patients for Dawn and virtually all of them are on stimulants. She said she renews each patient's prescription each month from her home in New Jersey based on forms they fill online, sometimes as fast as two renewals per minute. Dawn pays her a bit less than $10 per patient, working out to around $20,000 in earnings per month. She said that Dawn makes it possible for people struggling with ADHD to get a diagnosis and medication more easily than they could via in-person psychiatrists and that she routinely receives notes from patients who say that medication has helped them keep their jobs. She said she just feels she's able to do more because of the company they built. Former cerebral employees said they first observed what they saw as pressure on nurse practitioners to write prescriptions for controlled substances in 2020. This former employee said non-clinical care coordinators were trained to inform superiors when nurse practitioners who are able to prescribe controlled substances declined to do so. Former employees said superiors followed up with the nurse practitioners to say they were expected to prescribe such drugs if clinically appropriate. Cerebral's Dr. Mu said the company has never penalized or disciplined clinicians for their clinical decisions as long as the decisions are clinically appropriate and well-documented. The company also said, quote, we do not force any clinician to prescribe anything. So according to five current and former nurse practitioners, another pressure point was a decision by the company to regularly audit patient records. 
Some of these practitioners said they saw the company's regular audits of patient records as encouraging them to write prescriptions. In an audit released around the beginning of this year, a group known as Cerebral's Clinical Quality Team wrote to nurse practitioners to say, quote, only 52.4% of ADHD patients without comorbid conditions received appropriate treatment in November, specifically amphetamine-derived medications such as Adderall. It flagged specific patient cases for clinicians to review and suggested switching the patient's medications or changing the diagnosis. Cerebral's quality team still emails clinicians to inform them when it has identified cases where medication regimens may not be optimized. Cerebral's Dr. Mu said the company began auditing charts to promote clinical safety and quality. He said they used data science to figure out how to encourage their clinicians to follow these evidence-based clinical guidelines. He added that they regularly audit charts to ensure that the care is as evidence-based as possible. Nurse practitioners who formerly worked for Cerebral said many patients claimed TikTok ads convinced them that they had ADHD instead of anxiety or depression, which can require different treatment plans. In response, Cerebral said, quote, If clinicians diagnose patients with anxiety or depression rather than ADHD, we stand by our clinicians and their clinical judgment as long as they follow evidence-based clinical guidelines when making a diagnosis, setting a treatment plan, and documenting them appropriately. End quote. So to wrap up, I've talked about the increasing demand for online health services and stimulants, which started trending upward sometime in 2019, and how some startup companies have been spending millions of dollars on social media to advertise and make it easier to obtain prescription drugs that treat mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, insomnia, and ADHD. Not surprisingly, many patients use those online services to get prescription drugs after claiming that TikTok ads convinced them that they had ADHD. So that's all I have for this episode 143 of the Big Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bid Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer Sergey Gorski. Graphic design Stacy Graham. Senior producer Abidemi Ologunde. Executive producers Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity's news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.